up everybody and welcome to another episode of deja vu podcast this is the one and only place to find all things sopranos people don't ever you know what this is a very underground show travis <laughs> this is for the real fans this is for the real sopranos fans out That's there right. all okay? you capos out there they're all listening you... to our podcast yeah they <laughs> know captains for you normies captains of a mob you don't get it it's the caps i call them cap call them captain caps. america cap no. caps this captain is in italy cap right uh, capo ta- italy <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead i'm done with my stupid jokes now we only talk shows from the early 2000s here okay travis we talked what, what about like 2000 like 11 no, no, that's late. Too late? That, no, that's that's in the 2010s, bro. But technically this season is like 98 of The Sopranos. Yeah, no, it's 99. 99. Yeah, but that doesn't count, man. You know, that doesn't count. If the majority of the seasons happen in the early 2000s, we'll do it. You don't you don't call Lost a show from the 2010s because its final season was in 2010. Yeah, no, that's that's true. That's very true. Right. You got me. Think about it. <laughs> we did a podcast on Lost, which is on the... It is on... Not on... If you're the one person listening to the the Deja Vu feed, it is on mm. the Supercast 64 feed. That's when we talk about Lost. But here we're talking about The Sopranos, and we are doing episodes 7, 8, and 9, correct? Yeah. And why don't we just uh, get, start going on these a little bit, Travis? Let's... Let's so, jump in to down neck. Yes, down neck. Uh, first of all, first of all, I, the, you know, it, it's interesting. There is not much of a, I guess there is an overarching story, but these episodes are a lot more, um, a la carte than I thought they would mm-hmm. be. Maybe, uh, I mean, and. The, they're they're a little more focused. They're yeah, not I would as, say. Yeah. Um, I would say this episode in particular, episode seven, is one of the most focused of the ones that we've watched. It's really only got like one main plot, and then like a very quick subplot. Like there's mm-hmm. really only kind of two things going on, and and not only that, but they're both melded together. They're not just uh, so you have uh, AJ and his friends stealing their wine. And uh, the ADD testing, and then you've got uh, let's see here, what was the second part of this? Oh, have- the flashbacks. Yeah. So those are really your kind of two main stories going on. Whereas most of these episodes, you've got two, three, four kind of storylines happening in the same episode. I would say this is one of the most uh, flat or most focused episodes. Yeah. Of at least the first nine that we've seen. And this one goes into Tony and his relationship with his son and his relationship with his father and mother, like mm-hmm. the, all these episodes are, are about. Uh, they're, they're about family, Travis. You know that? It's all about family. It's all actually. about family. And he is worried that his son might turn out the way he is going to turn out. He's, he's, his main fear is that his kids will end up in the family business. And he does not want that for his children. He, he wants them to live better lives than what he's lived. Right. And <clears throat> he's he's worried. And, and I, it's interesting. Another kind of time capsule thing here. ADD. And probably yes. wasn't a well-known disease. Or it, was, or it was probably... I think at this point it's well-known, but being blown out of proportion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're dealing with... It's almost the equivalent... Like, I think I was... Uh, I'm di- I was diagnosed with ADD. It's you know? like uh, yeah, yeah. everybody's got a little yeah. bit of it, you know. Like, 
we just put these kids on Ritalin for like 10, 15 years right. and didn't really look Got past. man boobs, right? Right. Travis? That's how, that's how we right, all Travis? end up. That's me and you, buddy. Yeah. Me and you. We're, we, uh, you know what? We should go get that gynomastia doctor. Dude, we, that, we could probably get a nice little, uh, little bump in pay if look, we could get look, him on yeah. the pod. Let's you do know, it. A little yeah. spot set for man boobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus, you got me on man boobs, and now I don't yes. remember. We're talking about the ADD. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That well was well known. But. Yeah, no, that was really that was that was definitely a uh, a blast from the past of parents really up in arms about ADD. Right now, like one thing like that you that they did talk about or that they did like center around was like parents ignoring some of these quote unquote diseases or sicknesses that are really more like they're the same things that kids have had that their entire lives or our entire something yeah. right it's now been put this is why this person is this way it's like how the autism autism spectrum has been widened as such where like kids back in the day you wouldn't even think about having some sort of disorder you would just think they're weird right or they're strange or yeah. or like like i'm pretty i'm fairly certain i'm somewhere on the spectrum like, yeah, you are totally. Definitely, yeah. I'm just kidding. It's fairly obvious. We've all noticed. Yeah. Um, no, like you, any of us could be on the spectrum a little bit, lead completely normal lives, never know anything about it. And then you like when you're 60 years old, you're reading an article and you're like, oh shit, mm-hmm. I also do that all the time. My, do I have a little touch of autism? Right. Yeah. That's kind of how that's kind of how I see ADD in the in the late '90s, early 2000s. Sure, is like we're freaking out about something that people have had for generations upon generations upon generations. We just put a name on it. Yeah, we just put. But a yeah, name th- on they're it. acting like they're talking about polio. Like it's right, sickness, exactly. Like he's going to die yeah. in six months or something. They're freaking out. Oh, it's a know? big deal, and they yeah. they like storm out and like reject the borderline uh, diagnosis that Junior gets. Um, and and even uh, even Carm, she's like, I actually agree, and I'm leaving too. Yeah. And they both leave. Uh, yeah, that was uh, very interesting. A nice little time capsule, like you said. So yeah, he's up to no good. I mean, he's just you know being. And, and another thing that kind of comes out of this is the generation gap between uh, his mother and Uncle Junior Tony mm-hmm. and. You know the the kids, mm-hmm. and like at the dinner scene, you know, because Tony and and Carmela have um kind of very old ideas about things. You know, like they didn't quite understand the disease. Tony's saying that all he needs is a good beating, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. But at the dinner, you know, Uncle Junior and uh, and uh, Livia, Livia. They're kind of encouraging him and being like, hey, he's just a kid. Boys will right. be boys. Uh, you know, they're saying, what's the big deal? You pay all that money and he gets in trouble. Right. And Tony's trying to squash that. And that kind of goes back into Tony's upbringing that we see in flashbacks. And I I really liked the flashbacks. First of all, straight off the top, uh, dude that they picked for Junior, perfect. Yeah. He was perfect. And Effing the, perfect. Uh, Olivia, the the actress they had as Olivia was was incredible. She was great. Yeah, if this wasn't a, I mean, if they didn't, if this wasn't a twenty year old show, I would say get get her again to get play her back, a, bring her back. This, she's, I don't know how old she would be now. Probably she, too old to play mom again. Probably be in her forties or fifties. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah at, at least because uh, Johnny Boy, Johnny Boy seemed to be in his late thirties, but you know he wasn't very good though. Uh, no, he yeah. was kind of like a, a stock gangster that yeah. you would just, you know, he's like gangster number two from Goodfellas or something. Right, right. I, but the actress they had was was incredible, I thought. She really played that part well. She really made me believe she was going to stick that fork in Tony's <laughs> eye. Yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> and you get sort of a glimpse of his life and how he kind of found out how his dad was a gangster and also... And and there are some things that kind of go into the next episode where his mom would blame, you know, the cops being prejudiced against Italians and this whole idea that it's not (laughs) them. It's this prejudice against the Italian people that that is sort of Tony uses that to rationalize certain things. Yeah, for sure. Definitely in the next episode. And in the next episode, that's a that's a huge 
story or not storyline, just kind of a plot point of you know uh, Melfi's family talking about Italians and Tony's family talking about Italians, and we'll talk about that when we get get to, and, get into the next step. Yeah, Melfi. Uh, he does mention finally he has a girlfriend, and yes. he also he does such a great job of being vulnerable then being you know defensive and then kind of being very creepy and 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 scary like viciously like, those, scary yes like, like that kind of smile how looked at her it, that yeah like yeah. terrifies you like he's what is he amazing gonna do? at just facial acting yes to just like he doesn't even need to talk that much and no. he can convey a feeling in a look and i guess that's what you want when you cast a guy to be a mob boss somebody that can convey a message with a look yeah, and it's amazing that that particular scene. Almost all, like a lot, almost all of the uh, therapy scenes are kind of like that, where you see this like up and down of Tony Soprano. It's a, it's a color spectrum of, of yeah. just emotions and it's yeah. crazy. It's and I guess that's what therapy's supposed to do. But yeah. you know, <clears throat> I did find the flashbacks were all oddly edited. They How do you were mean? Kind of weird. It, it just sort of did like a weird kind of fade and then it was just they're oddly spliced in i thought mm-hmm. like how it how the flashback started was odd there was definitely no like uniformity yeah. to how they did it like the first one started as like a fade like you said and then some of them kind of <clears throat> started in uh you know in therapy and it was a lot less of a like a in tony's mind experience type of thing Jefferson Airplane's kind of generic, kind of sure, uh, yeah, cliche. Doing a flashback one here. One pill makes you larger. One pill, he's taking all his pills. It's a little yeah. cliche. Yeah. It's a good, you know what, though? Uh, 18-year-old, 19-year-old Trey, enjoy that, because I was really into 60s and 70s rock and Jefferson <laughs> Airplane and all that back then. So I really dug it back then. Nowadays, I think it's a little cliche. But it's, Okay, you know, that's yeah. fine. Uh, we do get to meet... Oh, uh, we do also have a South Park reference. Because uh, during therapy, AJ, AJ talks about the... Cartman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I also... Okay, if we're, on, if we're on the cultural references, can I just say that I love the way that uh, Carmela says Mario Kart? They all say it like that it's up there, so man. awesome. So I listened to uh, one of the, po- uh, Mario the Giant Kart. Beast cast, and uh, there's a guy on that podcast who says Mario all the it's time. awesome. Yeah, I don't know I why. it's fine. It's awesome. Mario. Mario he doesn't. Kart. He says it just because he's he's a he's a he's from New York, so he says Mario. <laughs> Mario, yeah. yeah. I had a friend named Mario in high school. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> it's nice. There's a little fun fact for you. Okay, uh, yeah. So I, I like that. So one of the big things that we did have also in this one is uh, Livia <laughs> opening her mouth to Junior about yeah. about Tony going. Well, it's to because the, AJ, right? You know, no, that yeah, that's right. Uh, AJ in this one tells right. Livia yeah. that Tony's going to therapy and she doesn't believe it at first, but then goes into hysterics because he must be bitching about mom. Must yeah. be. That's why he's going. AJ, I think, is a pretty good kid. Like, like the actor is pretty good at playing this character who he's kind of a dunce. Semi-oblivious he's to like, everything. He's like if, if, uh, if Dudley Dursley was a nice guy. You know, sure, yeah, it's sort of an affable, like a, yeah, idiot. That... Yeah, he's not. He's just kind of a regular kid. He's not a bully. No, I think they could have easily made him a bully, but they didn't. He's just sort of, kind of, just dumb. He's, he's kind just... of the product of what Tony wants. You know what I mean? Like he's right. trying to steer. He's doing a better job of steering. Sort of. He's doing a better job yeah. of steering AJ away from the lifestyle. Than his dad did with him, or yeah, 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 and Christopher, uh, way better than he did with Christopher, and even better than what he's done with Meadow, as Meadow's probably known for a while. And uh, but Meadow seems like she has a good right, and it is a little different for girls too. Yeah, not I don't know that there's any female capos out there. All the capos listening, I know we were talking to you guys earlier. Right back, there's a stigma, definitely. Yeah, I'd say that. I don't. Yeah, I mean, as we find out, their views on a lot of things are very. Archaic and I can't wait high. to talk about Boca. Boca oh my maybe God. the best episode ever. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> of TV, good. not Soprano of TV. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, all the the cunning linguist jokes. Yes, Great. yes. Um, so yeah, uh, 
But Livia does mention to Junior that uh, he is going to therapy. And I think, who was it who said that therapy is a racket for the Jews? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that might have been. No, that was Livia. I, I wrote that down. I'm starting to think of when you mentioned like this can't be on TV anymore. I'm starting yeah. to think of pick lines. I think that yeah. might be a line. Maybe maybe we don't. I we think just when leave uh, that one out. Tony says that he's glad that his dad wasn't a. Oh. Uh huh. Like, yeah. That might uh-huh. not. That might just be out of there today. I don't know. Yeah, and then there was. Let's see if I wrote it down. I think it was. Oh, okay. So when they do the first flashback, uh, he, she tells uh, she tells Tony to avoid the colored neighborhood. When he's uh, leaving leaving the house, which is always nice. Yeah, um, this this episode was fraught with uh, things we shouldn't and could not possibly talk about in 2020. A good uh, a good comedy moment was the clown getting arrested at the end. Oh my god, <laughs> that was all. They even took the clown down. Yeah, it's so I, funny. That was a fun at little... the generically named Ride Land. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the the whole deal is that he was je- Tony young Tony was jealous that his sister was getting all this attention from from his dad. Benny eventually finds out though that they were bringing the daughters so they wouldn't be suspicious. Right. With uh, his dad and uh the other people in the family, I guess they were like dealing coats out of there or mm-hmm. I, I forgot what exactly what it was. Something like that. Yeah, but that's how he learned that his father was in the mob pretty yeah. much. And uh and that's kind of a theme throughout this last you know even the episodes we covered last week of you know how the kids are going to react to finding out about dad being in the mob uh and tony when he realized his dad was in the mob really was not all that concerned he was just kind of you know yeah he said like you when melfi asked him why how did you feel when he was beating up that guy he's like i'm just glad he didn't i didn't want him to be hit me like that right but he wasn't beating me up like that and then so uh, Johnny Boy gets arrested at the end of the episode, but he's back home that night. Everything I did square. like the touch of all the uh, plastic on the furniture. Oh yeah, that was. I yeah that the, that is a very sixty fifty very 60s thing. that is like our grandmothers when we yes. were kids may have like still my mom had the plastic. Went, my mom always talked about like I guess her grandma had like had that or yeah. really yeah. See, I'm trying to think. I know I had or maybe one. my grandma did. I don't know. I know I had one set of grandparents that had them when I was little, little. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, eventually they moved and got new couches without plastic, which was great. But I do remember sitting on the, like, plastic in the summer and my ass cheeks are just... It's so sw- weird. It's so sweaty and it just doesn't seem... Com- How are you going to nap on that couch? No. You are not napping. No napping. No, no naps ha- happening there. Um, yeah, we no, also kind of at the end kind of <clears throat> see the dynamic that um, Livia is probably, and I, I like the line that you know if uh, the feminist uh, happened a little uh, before your time that you would have been the the mob boss because oh yeah she pretty much convinced uh, Vince his dad to stay because his dad wanted to leave he wanted to go to Vegas right and start a company and, Reno Reno and uh, yeah I guess it's Vegas um, or Nevada I'm sorry is I'm, it. No, 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 you're, you're, I'm wrong. I don't really it's know Nevada. where Reno Nevada, is. Nevada is, Reno is in Nevada. Okay. And he wanted to go, um, you know, start like a business and his. his yeah, ironically like, no. with the guy that he was beating the shit out of earlier yeah. in the episode. Yeah. And he's like, he was like, no, you're not, or not going to do it. He, she said, I would rather smother yeah. the children than let them go with you. Yeah. Really an award winning mother. <laughs> yes. Pretty much throughout. She's great. She's amazing. She's great. It's it's and you know now that I like I'm kind of getting getting back into the character. I'm very sad that she only lasts like two yeah, I know, seasons. Yeah. It sucks yeah. cuz she's great. She wasn't even that old. She was like 70 when she Yeah. Like, that's not incredible. I mean, that's not incredible. She she was like 70, but I you she could She looked like she was 80 or Yeah, like she looked like she's really pushing pushing yeah. the brink here in this season. She's yeah. It's I was about stiff, to say I was about to say something and I stopped myself. It's it's that's the stiff neck. Yeah, that really yeah. makes you wonder about her. <laughs> right, right. She's very she reminds me of a certain person we both know. Let's just say that. Well, uh, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. We'll just We'll not talk about that. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, episode eight, The Legend <laughs> of Tennessee Molasanti. This one has kind of two threads, right? Unless I'm, I'm, uh, 
No, three threads. Yeah, three so, threads plus the uh, plus the Livia stuff with Junior. Yeah, as like a little mini thread. So one thread is pretty much uh, the FBI is coming to um, uh, federal indictments on the the family, and they're coming to raid the houses. And so now there's a wedding scene, and it's very Goodfellas, or not Goodfellas, but Godfather. And, you know, they all have to leave the wedding because I guess there's these indictments coming down. They got to start hiding money and all. And Tony's pissed at this. And he, and he sees this, again, like we were talking about last episode, as kind of a, uh, a prejudiced sort of... And it, it's one of those things, like, he's being defensive because he knows he's an organized crime. But, you know, why do they have to come in here and do all this? It's because, hey, they're Italians. And they're always right. out, to get, out to get the Italians. And... And I, I like the scene with Melfi where he's kind of saying, I'm going to have to, we might be on vacation for a little while. You know, I might, I might not be in, you know, for a, for a, might miss the next one. Yeah. And she, uh, you know, she there, she's not exactly, she never, she just says, oh yeah, I saw that on the news. So mm-hmm. kind of making Tony believe that it's all going to be square if he misses it, which we find but, out later in the episode that it was not. No. And he, uh, Says some mean things to her. Uh, you have her family with uh, with fake Bill Hader. <laughs> yeah, fake fake young Bill Hader. Uh, yeah. As soon as we, we turn that episode on, my wife goes, who is that? And I go, I don't know, but it's not Bill Hader. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not Bill Hader. Pretty sure it, he was still Oklahoma boy at that time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was probably still back in Oklahoma. Uh, you mentioned uh, Goodfellas. Just okay. A second yes. ago. All right. So, we're kind of bouncing around. I, I we want to are. Get to we that are. Maybe I think this is the, that's the most important part. So let's get to that maybe last. Okay. 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 Because that's uh, I think this is very Christopher heavy. Christopher sent the first sort of heavy Christopher episode we've gotten. Yeah. And and I know like because you said he was one of the weakest characters, but him and um um what's his girlfriend's name? I would say how about rawest characters? Rawest. Okay. Rawest. Not necessarily weak. You can just tell that this is. At the front end of his acting career. Okay, yeah. And same I know, with like, her. He's won an won award. Yeah, no, she's I think great he's too. No, no, I think they're both great. She's amazing. She had like yeah. two seven plus year runs on very, very highly rated television programs. She's what great. Else was she on? She was on uh, what's the motorcycle show? Oh, uh, I never. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. It's I never not watched bad. it. Yeah, it's not bad. Never watched it. Never saw it. Never um, shot. Don't care. Don't want to watch it. But I don't know uh, if I'm really that interested in it. No, but no. Cool. So, yeah, when I said that last week, I, I was talking about... I, I meant more uh, raw acting. Okay. Like, okay. they're just... You could tell that they're not they're not as crisp as... Right. Uh, right. As Tony and Karma are together. It's like Hurley got better as the yes, series went yes, on. You know? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're it's the like Hurley watching, of the uh, show. It's like watching early episodes of that 70s show. Okay. Where it's, like, it's very piecemeal together with some mm-hmm. actors that are... Very early in their careers, and you can tell. Okay, that's fair. That's and when fair. you put four of them together, which they were all in that car, or three of them together in that car, it seemed like they were three fresh actors to me. Right. To me. Okay. As yeah, a non-actor, <laughs> making fair. judgments from a chair. That's fair. But, well, yeah, we do have the indictments, and they uh, raid the house. And they're actually very, you know, it seems like they know them, that the FBI agents do. And they're actually pretty like, hey, we don't want to barge in with a bunch of kids. And you Yeah, know. at least that one knows him. One, yeah. Seems, too, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that arc. We'll get to arcs. But, oh, also uh, Blast Corpse. He's playing Blast Corpse on uh, N64. Uh, yep, AJ yep. is. As the, as the FBI is yes. coming in. And this is all. Did you mention the bowl thing? You did. You did. I did not mention the bowl. But, you didn't. But, so the Italian. This is how we kind of start yeah. with the Italian conversation on Tony's side of things, because we have almost a mirroring of a conversation with Melfi. Yeah, Melfi's her, family. Her ex-husband. Right. So an Italian cop drops the drops the bowl, breaks the bowl, right, and then yeah. that starts the whole uh, uh, Soprano family talking about. Uh, famous Italians and discrimination of of Italians in America, and then you go to Melfi's family, and they're talking about how the gangster has ruined the Italian uh, face in America. And, and I was in, reading, yeah, go ahead. In fact, uh, Melfi's ex husband, who I have no idea who he really is, 
refers to the Godfa- Godfather, of which uh, those two starred in together. Not starred in, but we're both in in the Good same fellows. same Good fellows. both. They were in both. Oh, <clears throat> apparently, she's a Godfather. A small part, I guess. Oh wow! Is what I read. Is what I read on on the wiki. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, that's interesting. So uh, on. Um, the Sopranos sessions, the uh, the Alan Sepinwall book, which mm-hmm. I've been reading, which I can't figure out how to give you my account information. I don't know. It's okay. We'll figure it out. I found a couple uh, of sites that I'm piecemailing that appear to be stealing from that because okay. I have a lot of the same like jot notes that you do, it appears. Okay. Okay. So Soprano sessions, they're kind of talking about how one of the things was how um what was i even gonna say i forgot um pretty much the argument about uh italian americans being misrepresented and it's not even really that it's more that hollywood likes action and likes uh characters with criminal with with nefarious deeds and acts that, that we kind of find exciting yeah and it was kind of mentioning how like you know there's probably been just as many Irish gangsters or Mexican gangsters or South mm-hmm. American gangsters, but but it's not because that's where they're trying to disparage a, a group necessarily. Maybe sometimes, but um, but it's mainly because that's exciting. Crime right. is exciting. That is well, think an about exciting um, world. So think about it from this perspective of in the 1880s and 90s how the the outlaw was lauded and even later on in the 30s and 40s when westerns are being lauded and we still love the western right right exactly and in there is and especially now there is no sugarcoating i mean watch deadwood and tell me that there's sugarcoating in that of what the way it actually was uh it's it's a depiction and unfortunately for uh some groups uh, the depictions are not always pretty, although kind of part of the culture. Yeah. Which and, I think is kind of the conclusion they come to. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and when they're talking to their uh, their therapist or lawyer, right. I forgot, but it was the, the Jewish guy. And he and he talks about how his cousin or someone was part of... He was he the was driver, like driver right. for some mobster. He's like, those right. are some tough Jews. Is it and weird it, for uh, a kid that's about to graduate college to still be doing, like counseling sessions with his parents well if your mom's a therapist it probably is like as a 22 year old though he's graduating college he's with yeah i don't know it seems a little weird they seem to be an overly yeah he was about to graduate okay it was just a weird uh weird situation okay here's my secondary part of that hold on one second though i want to go for it go for it yeah i don't want to get you off track so when uh, interesting in the book the alan sepawal book it, it kind of it brings up that uh, her ex-husband, you know, is an Italian. He's very, he doesn't like all these, uh, doesn't like all these depictions because it doesn't represent, you know, the real Italian Americans. Um, but on the other side, you know, Jews are a lot of times mainly represented as sort of neurotic or they're funny or they're, they're not, they're not this, you know, show offy kind of uh, group tight with the, the pocket change yeah they're not you know they're kind of more you see them like as neurotic or they're mm-hmm. uh they're the funny guy or they're the rich guy they're not yeah. ever getting their hands they're not you know they're not the leading here. man yeah. right not getting so the girl. so hit the line that the uh the therapist at the end is sort of the grass is always green on the other side and that's what he kind of wrote in the book where he's like hey he's sort of um a applauding his like these uh tough tough jews these tough guys right. we're like hey these are the these are the ones we want to be mm-hmm. and so it's a weird sort of dichotomy of like the italians don't like it but but the you know the jewish guys do like it right so that was an interesting sort of look at these two groups uh these two groups and how they kind of see each other right anyway right. yeah and i enjoyed that uh okay so question so this is kind of the first time we're getting some insight into melfi's like outside the office life yeah um do you really do you care about hearing what her family has to say about tony and just their general perspective on life so also in the book he says that these episodes were made in a vacuum so there wasn't they weren't responding to anything right but i think david chase knew that there would be backlash because 
of its depiction of Italian Americans. Right. And so maybe he wanted an episode that sort of, you know, touched upon that, that touched yeah. upon these ideas. So and I think that's what you're getting here is this sort of conversation. Sure. About, um, about the depiction of, of Italian Americans and, and uh, yeah, sort of make a mm-hmm. kind of echoing maybe what possibly would be, be said about the show. Right. So I would say, uh, while I think there's a bit of a stop down in interest every time her family comes up in this episode, I like it for the simple fact it's a fantastic contrast as you're having family conversations going on in the Soprano household and yeah. in the Melfi and, household. And they're very intellectual and very... Yes. yes they're, yes, they're that it, very, yeah. you know elitist kind of family exactly and i like it for the differences and the similarities Mm -hmm. like these two families are having the same conversation yeah Yeah. albeit in very different ways and from different perspectives but despite this crime family over on the left side and this uh seemingly upstanding family on the right side they're both just american families talking about their heritage right mm-hmm. yeah. they're both just talking about issues with their culture and-, and, and and this must be a very northeastern thing because i don't i mean i i guess you know i talked to my dad about it and my mom about it but you don't own your heritage you know it, well i think it's because you know i'm german irish and italian i have a whole bunch of different things and you're probably the same way yeah. but you're you're um yeah no uh yeah, you know, I'm German, so, English, and I think, and, and so maybe like some we're not French in there. I think northeast, the northeast, you're maybe more <laughs> segregated, or or you're maybe more in your pockets. Rather Do you than think us. it's because that's where most of the most of the immigrants came from? Yeah. So they're more separated there. Hundred percent. Yeah. Whereas 100%. out here we've mixed and I think mingled. Especially, I, especially in in a big metropolitan area, I think sure. when you go out, you're going to get more Texans and Southerners. And mm-hmm. that's a whole nother deal with, with that. Well, I guess I'm more talking about like from the beginning, like most of the, so let's just take the Italians. Let's just take the Italians in New York. So they get to, uh, what's the Island? Why is Ellis Island? Ellis Island. Thank you. Ellis they Island. get to Ellis Island and then they get to New York city and then they go to the Italian neighborhood. And then yeah. they go to the Jewish neighborhood. They go to the German neighborhood. I mean, Chicago too. My dad. Chicago, the same Italian way. neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, pretty much all up the East Coast, it's like that. Like there's these specific neighborhoods for this specific cultural group, and it started way back in the you know seventeen, eighteen, nineteen hundreds when they were first getting over here. But the further you move out here, and you have the Western expansion, uh, there aren't those communities. So you just commune with whoever's there. There are, there. but maybe I mean there are, but it's or, not nearly as strong. Yeah. Or, or like, it's more like Chinese and, and Asian communities, and right? Indian communities, later communities yeah, coming later, in, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, or like, Eastern, you know, sure. Like, uh, you drive through Arlington right now, you're gonna drive through the Vietnamese part of town. Mm-hmm. Like, you're it's you're gonna get there, and then you're gonna get to another spot of town with a lot of signs in Spanish, and then you get to a, a different part of town <laughs> that you know has another cultural group in it. Um, <laughs> So it's uh, I find I found that kind of interesting, and I think you might be right that there is a little bit more ownership of that heritage uh, there because it's still you know p- pardon another term that I'm not sure is all that fun to use pure uh, kind of you know staying in the Italians would amount to marry a, a, an Italian and a, a Jewish person would marry a Jewish person and that's uh, it's just not as we just marry white people here Trey. That's right. all we're really interested in. Only the whites. <laughs> as long as you fall in the white category, you're right. good. Right. All right. So you want to hit the uh, Christopher stuff? Yeah, let's do that. So this is sort of the first time we're kind of getting a glimpse into Christopher. And he, you know, like most shows about, you know, pretty much, you know, th- there's always someone who loves movies in any kind of uh Mm-hmm. kind of mobster thing and he is obsessed with with movies and he's obsessed with reenacting you know the parts of these movies he's yeah then and, and he's even writing a script at, well, or trying to starting sort of yeah uh, he can't spell words right he thinks that the script is just gonna do it for himself like he has these illusions delusions of grandeur yeah as big he, of a as big of a dipshit as christopher seems to be a lot of the times i identify with him a lot especially in this episode <laughs> <laughs> where's my arc trey where's yeah, my arc that's a yeah, whole deal and i think that's a lot of 
people people probably For are sure. age. You know what is funny? This very very side note. AJ's our AJ was probably our age. Thereabouts. I yeah. think yeah, because like yeah, two thousand nine. I was maybe I was eleven. And that's about it. You might be 99. older. Yeah, ninety nine. I was eleven. Yeah. So I would have been little, eight. Yeah. In so that around our age, general yeah. vicinity. Yeah. That like ten to twelve to thirteen era. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about that. Like, oh wait, this I was his age when somewhere between. Somewhere, somewhere between like boyhood and puberty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of where he's at right now. But uh, anyway, though, Christopher is in his what thirties in this. He's I'd like say early twenties, early thirties. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so he's kind of wondering where what his time, where his time is, and he wants to, he wants to uh, be the guy, and he, he wants to be recognized, to, right? And he's starting to get paranoid. You know, he sees. The indictments are going down, and he sees uh, the, his friend that got killed on TV, and he's like, why aren't they talking about me? A smarter person would be like, thank God they're not talking about me. Right, and he's but, like, I'm, I'm the one that brought him around here. Tony yeah. wouldn't have even known him if it wasn't for me. Like, bud, do you remember what happened like three days ago? <laughs> yeah. Like, they killed him because you brought him around. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's... He wants to know to ride, and he's having dreams about the guy he killed, and he's mm-hmm. starting to get paranoid about that. And so the big scene, he kind of snaps. So he he's told he needs to get some pretty much some uh, pastries for the crew. And he's running intern lunch duty, right? And he has to go into the the shop. And this guy, the uh, the um, he's not a baker. I wrote baker. The but guy he's not at the a counter. Baker. No, he's, he's the, the clerk. donut guy. He's a clerk. Yeah, he's you know not giving him the respect that Christopher thinks he deserves. And so he makes him dance and he <laughs> shoots him in the foot, which is pretty much because uh, Christopher, uh, the guy, uh, Michael Imperioli, he played uh, the character in Spider. Goodfellas, Spider, that got shot in a very similar fashion yep. by, uh, by Joe Pesci. So I watched and, the scene today. Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, I, I, I remember it, so, but like, I haven't seen it in a while. Um, so Imperioli is bringing drinks to the table and Pesci right. asks for a drink Yeah, and, uh, he didn't bring Pesci's drink. So he's talking about, you know, you're disrespecting me. You've been disrespecting me all night. He pulls his gun out. Everybody's laughing, having a good time. He's waving around. Jokes. Yeah. And he tells him he, he makes dance, dance. He starts shooting. He finally, he shoots him in the foot. Yeah. And everybody's like, come on. And like, you fucked up the game. You real asshole. And Pesci's hey, like, what a jerk. make him crawl. He's been crawling all night. It's funny. It's good stuff. You should. Yeah, it's it's about a 35 second scene. It's so great comedy. Yeah. If you're listening to this, pop it up. On I'm YouTube sure most people have seen Goodfellas, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very similar, and, he, and he's idolizing these gangsters who are impulsive, like Joe Pesci, and, and and they're not making the right moves. Even though you know Tony is kind of the opposite of that for the most part, like he is not mm. impulsive. Well, he is impulsive, but he is he's also very smart about how what he does. And yeah, he's how a little he more methodical it. than these guys, right? And he's definitely different from those guys in the fact that he does not want, or at least. He has not uh, put himself at the the head of the table. You know what I mean? Like he's right. not out front uh, as the dude, as somebody that you know. There's a chance he could come down in these indictments, but he knows that it's less than most people. Right. And I thought it was a great scene in the car with Christopher and Tony, where yeah. they're kind of they just they're so so. Uh, so suppressed by their toxic masculinity that yeah. is a very 2020 fucking super term i just yeah, said it's a good one i want to kick my own ass for saying that you should but but i mean just they can't say anything and no. they just want to talk about their feelings how they're just fucking depressed but they can't well tony uh, straight out asks him like do you yeah. think you're depressed he's like nah i'm not he says another toxic max masculinity uh statement there I can't remember exactly what he says. It might have something I'm to do with... Not a head case or a or nut job or may something. may have something to do with homosexuals. I don't remember exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, it could be. There's quite a few uh, British cigarettes flying around in this show. There, there are. The, my, the funniest one is the next episode, and I'll explain why it's so funny. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, no, I know exactly yeah. which one you're talking that about. That is very much a, a joke we do on my group chat with a bunch of my fraternity brothers. Like. Uh-huh. 
dude, is it gay to kiss a girl who's kissed another? Just stuff like that. Like, <laughs> just ridiculous shit. Well, and I like, it's very we'll much get there like in a that. Second. Yeah, 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 we'll yeah. get there in a second. Uh, but yeah, so Tony, I like that he starts berating and yelling at Christopher, and every time he tries to explain, he's, shut up! Yeah. But he eventually works his way into this very dad supportive figure, you know, like trying to talk him through this shit. Yeah. Also, trying to get a little bit of a gauge on how things would go for him if somebody did find out he was he was talking to somebody or in therapy yeah, or was depressed. Uh, I found that super interesting too. Yeah, because Christopher he Im- didn't seem immediately very... deflects. You know, as soon as uh, as soon as Christopher is you know, puts that part down and he immediately deflects. But I do like it showing the um, irrational, vicious, and controlling gangster of Tony Soprano and the supportive, soft, uh, loving man that Tony Tony Soprano also is. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that's a lot of this show is showing the contrast between the gangster and the man. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and they can both survive. And um, there was this episode, right, where Roger, I guess um, um, Melfi's husband says, you know, after you go through all this, uh, after, you know, you, you go through all this psychoanalysis shit, it's going to come down to good and evil. And this man is evil. Right. And I, that, I think that's yeah. sort of what the show is. It's like, hey, he has all these issues, but. In the end, this this guy's an mm-hmm. evil guy. And yeah. I like the cut right there because it cuts right to the car scene with Christopher where they yeah. show him being what you would perceive as evil and then also tr- bringing you back in with, like, he really cares about this guy and is, mm-hmm. like, trying to help him through a really difficult time. Yeah. And you forget that he's trying to help him through a murder. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's also hit, s- yeah. a sweet dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I love I, that's one of the my favorite things about the show so far is just the contrast between the evil gangster and the soft man, right? And they and they don't do it, and they do it in a very good it's not way. too heavy, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not heavy handed, right? And it's not jokey, you know. No. It's not um, a lot of people were referencing, I guess, when the show started, analyze this, okay. which is you know, as uh, Billy Crystal and uh, Robert De Niro. I've never right. seen it. But it's very kind of comedy. It's a comedy. I think I've seen Analyze That, but not Analyze This. I don't know which one's which. I don't know which one's I don't the either. first I one either. or not. Um, I want to say this is the first one. Yeah, yeah. Because like this and that. Yeah. This is that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that, was a, just a, that was just a statement. It was of no import. It was just a statement. <laughs> yeah. What was the joke that Big Pussy had for, for Christopher? Because I kind of laughed out loud at that. Like I kind of giggled at that. I forgot what it was, but it was a, it was a joke. I rem have, I remember vaguely a joke, but I don't remember what it was. It's like some real good like wise guy kind of giggle right. humor, you know, like kind of chuckle. It's not like laugh out loud, but it's oh, I chuckle at that. You know, I'll give you that one. It's like a good like a good Gordon joke mm-hmm. or a junior. I like oh, okay. I did like Christopher and Silvio's scene though in this episode. Yeah. That was good. Uh, I like Silvio a lot. I think he's a really good character. He is. He is. I think he is. Wait, no, not Silvio. Am I talking about the right oh, guy? Oh, Polly Walnuts. You're thinking of Polly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Polly. I like Silvio too. I like, I Pauly. like Pauly Pauly a lot. lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 a really. In- I like. He calls himself like half a wise man or a yeah. wise guy, and like he's very comfortable with who he is. And yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like I'm Christopher, but I strive to be Polly Walnuts. Everyone thinks they're the gym of their office, but really they're the Stanley. Really they're Stanley. <laughs> yeah. Really they're Stanley. I may or may not have assigned office characters to everybody in my office the other day. Okay. Who's the gym? <laughs> you don't know anybody, so it doesn't really matter. But it's uh, it's fun. It's fun to walk by somebody that you may or may not have been making that list with, and just laugh at somebody from across the hall. Kind of look at the camera. Yeah, definitely. You're definitely breaking the fourth wall. Like you saw that, right? You guys, it's ridiculous. Let's talk about the pussy eating episode. <laughs> <laughs> the pu- I remember this very. Just this is one of those episodes I remember really well, dude. I completely had forgotten about this. This is the most amazing 57 minutes of television. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved this episode. It is so funny. It's and really good. 
incredibly dark at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Pie in the face <laughs> at the end. <laughs> so to speak. Um okay, so yeah, you want to you want to start start with Junior on this one and then move on to Coach well, Dills. Well, so yeah, let's let's start off. What well, do you want to start with? It's, <laughs> you know what? When you mentioned that, it is a very tonally you know, totally it is too drastic. Right. Like yeah. there's a statutory rape. Yes. And then there's murder and a little bit of uh, <laughs> bullying for being really good at going down on ladies. Yes. So it's a, yeah, it's, wow. I didn't even realize that until you kind of said that. I don't know. I wanted... don't think I did until I like was talking about how great this episode was and then remembered that there was some some coach rape happening. Yeah, so I, I kind of remember this episode, and I remember something with the coach. I remember there was something that happened, and I remember all the, the pussy-eating jokes. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, let's uh, let's start off on the lighter na- note, what okay. do you say? Let's start sure. with that. So Junior feels like he needs to lay low for a little while. To get the, once the heat kind of goes off after these indictments. Yeah. And so he goes to Florida. Where he goes? The Boca, Boca. Raton? Boca, Boca? Raton. Yeah, and, and so uh, just for so Boca, B O C A in Spanish, or in Italian B O C C A, both mean mouth. Ah, yeah. So that yeah. Th- that refers to Junior's pussy eating and Tony being a rat. Yeah. Continue. So yeah. So yeah. That's another kind of storyline that uh, Junior. Now knows that uh, Tony is going to therapy. Right. We didn't really talk about that in the last No, episode. we didn't. I kind of stopped us down. Well, that's sort of the thread that's now kind of... Right. It's hit. been kind of strung out over, what, three, four episodes now? Yeah. Tony know, or he knows now. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really know what to do with that information. Right. You know? Because in the... La- so in the last episode, I think Livia kind of confirmed... It confirmed to me that she does know what she's doing when she's telling junior these things about tony because she tells him after she tells or she tells him after she lets him know about the therapy that there will be no repercussions you will not do anything with this information that you want to do with it yeah and i found that to be interesting because it just kind of confirmed that and then we go into this one where he they're poking fun at each other at golf after yeah uh, so <clears throat> yeah get through yeah get through the the little uh, blurb here <laughs> So he goes to Boca Raton to meet his uh, girlfriend, right? Yes, yes, of 16 years. Yeah, and he has a very special, distinct skill that yeah, he's, she he's, really enjoys. He's the pussy-eating champ. Right, he munches down on that carpet, man. He is, he's, <laughs> he's, he's in the bush. He is in the bush. He loves that sushi, that tortellini in there, you know? Uh, yeah, that's... Smell that's, like tuna in here? Mm, hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> if they weren't so, turned on by the introduction of this episode as the pussy eaten episode, <laughs> I don't know what's going to bring the ladies to this uh, podcast. Yeah, so yeah, so it's known, and she talks about <laughs> it, it with him. Like, why? You know, why can't I tell people that you do this? This have this great skill. He's pretty much, <laughs> eh. You know, it's not really looked well upon uh, in the 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 with you know the the mob community, the circles, yeah. right? And you know, she brings up, she's like, "That's insane! You're pleasuring a woman." It's right. like, yeah, well, if you could suck on one thing, you could suck on another thing, you know? Because it's like, yeah, that's that's fucking insane. I like that she that even calls so him on it. Like that doesn't connect. You know that, right? Like that doesn't yeah, make like sense. that doesn't make sense. And it's like, yeah, it's like, well, I got this group chat of, uh, like, all fraternity brothers and just our funny things. Like, dude, if you, is it gay to, like, kiss a girl who's kissed another Just stuff like that. Like, <laughs> like obviously ridiculous stuff. I think he know? drops a bit a British cigarette when they're in the He might, in the bed. yeah. I think he okay. does. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, and so, of course, cut straight to the salon with her having to cover her tracks immediately. Right. Yes. Because she's been talking about his skills all over town. Oh, yeah. She's telling everyone who'll listen. Because it's somehow gotten up from Boca to Carmela. <laughs> yes, she knows somehow. And she's, she's cracking jokes at dinner. Oh, know? my gosh. <laughs> she, I can't remember what he says. Like, I... Uh, 
he says like he's not going down or something like that on, on the salad. Yeah, he's like trying to finish a salad. He's like, it's not everything you'll finish. Yeah, or, and she like and she was like, that's not what I heard. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. funny. Yeah. And she's having fun. And then, you know, Tony's like, what are you talking about? You know, and Ben, and he's he's funning, and they're all funning, and they're having fun, and they're funning. And, uh, you know, she finally tells him, like, hey, he, he does a little, uh, little rug munching on the side. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. I like that she, like, that he, uh, she calls him out on it, that, like, don't act like you don't yeah. do it either. And then she, he freaks out. She's like, Look, man, I'm not going to run around town telling everybody that you do this once a year. That is nothing to brag about. Right. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, they go golfing. And I thought this was, this was fun. I love it when movies and shows do this, is where the two guys are talking about Tony. You know, he might be a rat. He might be the one who ratted you out. He's going to therapy. Him and his, his, uh, his protege or whatever, the young mm-hmm. guy. And... They're just kind of like, yeah, Tony might be, you know, he's going to therapy. It's it's a uh, it's a bad deal. And did Tony and uh, was it Silvio show up? And they're like, yeah. hey, how you doing? They, and they're, they're hugging each other, and yeah. hugging and stuff. So Junior's guy, he's been on Tony's case since the first time they met him. He's been on his ass, yeah, yeah. And I mean, at this point, I don't necessarily blame him. Tony did staple his shirt to his chest. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, and that's not fun. That's not great. No, uh, but yeah. So you have that thread, and that that was really fun. I, I I really like the end scene where like Junior goes to break up with his girlfriend and shoves the pie in her face. But on the out, like as he's leaving, he's like immediately already regretting this. He knows that that was stupid. It didn't make any yeah. sense, right. and it's it's like. It's like the human frailty of like stepping in our own way and screwing up our own happiness right. at it, every it's turn. A, it's a big precursor to Mad Men because Mad Men was all about that. Yes. It was all about regret the, after a decision. The regret of decisions because, you know, social norms and social mm-hmm. acceptability and, you know, you have to do these things. Yeah, that's what that whole show was about. Uh, and that's a big precursor. And I know Matthew Weiner, right? He, mm-hmm. I think he started in the fifth season and mm-hmm. uh, of The Sopranos. Yeah. He would eventually go on to do Mad Men. Right. Both shows are very similar uh, in that respect. They do kind of have the same mm-hmm. flow to them, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, we do get kind of the, the tentacles of maybe we might have to do something about Tony. Right. We're, we're definitely... We've been playing with that concept from Junior's end of things since... Before he got named boss, that he right. he sees Tony as a threat to his power, and he's all and there's just there's also this jealousy of you know Tony's risen to the ranks that he's risen to based off of in Junior's mind the strength of his father, mm-hmm. and Junior believes he should be the one, which he is in name, uh, and yeah, it, it's but been Tony, a th- yeah, Tony's a better leader. Right. He's it's, also, yeah, he's a diffuser. It, where, yeah. where it seems like, you know, it seems like Junior is the guy becomes a power, and then it's you know, it's 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 uh, it's just it's chaos. It's just right. the power hungry guy, and he wants to use it's his way. You know, he's not going to help people out. He's not not going to make people love him. He just wants power. Whereas where Tony, Tony is more of a, a, a has more of a democratic policy yeah. going. He's yeah. talking to the Capos, and and this has already been touched on. It has uh, yeah. in the previous episode where Junior is pissing up, all, pissing off all of his Capos because he's taking a bigger portion of the money than he should be. Whereas Tony has a. This is, in fact, I think episode seven is like the first episode where we don't see an actual like meeting of any sorts. Well, he has constant meetings with his capos making sure that everything's on the up and up everything's running smoothly the way he wants it to be run but with the input of his guys right and And, and everyone's uh, happy he even says that like uh you you want people to love you you want people to make you be happy and that's how you will succeed if you make everyone else happy right if if you have you know five lines of people that you're behind that love you it's yeah. way less likely as a gangster as a mob boss that you're going to get taken down right because there's five lines the first line's 20 second line's 15 10 7 Everyone's 5 happy, yeah. every all these guys love you and they're happy 
Well, that's 29 guys or however many it is that can go down before you actually end up in prison. Right. It's a great, and it's the way all bosses should operate, in my opinion. (laughs) Make your underlings happy and they will do better work for you. And they will just protect your shit going down the line. Right. Unfortunately, more people are like Junior. Yeah, and I guess we should uh, go to the next part of this the more uncomfortable part yeah the less fun part to talk about yeah um very and i was so. so i was super interested to see how this got handled in 1999 yeah. and there was a, a a minute there that i thought we were just gonna let bud get away like i thought for a second that we were just gonna do nothing about this guy and just let him leave and get out of town you see i remember because i i do remember I remember something happened, but I just kind of forgot what it was. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then then I do remember that Tony kind of um, let him go. Or not yeah. let him go, but called the cops. Kind of right. did the right thing. Right. So you essentially know. here, uh, it's soccer season in New Jersey, apparently. I, I, did like, I did like how effing obsessed these mobsters are about... Right? daughter's soccer silvio's ripping his shirt off and oh, everything yeah. he's about to get he's getting kicked out of games and stuff yeah uh which find it very interesting silvio has like a family that like a, like a daughter they all, that yeah, plays they all soccer. Have families. yeah 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 um anyway but so like everybody loves the coach the team's really good they do he, you know the, he's turning these kids into possible scholarship soccer players uh, you know, we love him so much. We're taking him to Bada Bing, showing yeah, him a good very time. very uncomfortable there. He's very uncomfortable. And then they start, like, yeah, they start bribing. Because they, they find out the coach is going to move. He's well, got a new job. first of all, so um, uh, Meadow's friend, uh, Adri- um, Allie? Allie. She, uh, she's very depressed. She's not, you know, playing well. Then she cuts herself. And mm. I think it was just, it wasn't her wrist, right? She was just cutting. They were, I think I even wrote the term down, because this is the second time you get Tony using Melfi's, like, actual words. What was it? Let's see if I have it. Ah, suicidal gesture. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like Cobain. It was just a little suicidal gesture. I wrote down Cobain. Right. Um, Also, MTV. Which, if you didn't know, Kurt Cobain blew his head off with a shotgun. Yeah, I know that. There was no uh, nicks to the arm for old Kurt. No. He really no. took care of business. Or did, um, what's her name, take care of business for him? Boy. I wish we knew. Anyway. Rest in peace here on Kobe Day. Oh, God. I have to <laughs> cut all that effing audio. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so they want the coach to stay because, yeah, he's been a really good coach and... Uh, you kind of start seeing, you see something's up with Allie, you see something's up with Meadow because she kind of talks back to him. Something's going on. Right. And, well, and just the like look that he gives Allie in that first game before she scores that goal, you know, you can kind of tell there's something going on here. Yeah. <clears throat> that coach looked like a total creeper. Yeah. Maybe it's just because we know now uh, and we're projecting. But... Uh, so yeah, they're trying to bribe the coach. They got Polly Walnuts coming up with a big screen TV, and you want to talk about how big to... that fifty-inch TV was? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, seems like bribe... seven pounds now. Oh yeah, yeah. They're trying to bribe the coach to to stay, and eventually, you know, Meadow comes out and says it that uh, he is pretty much statutory rape. Uh. I'm not going to say they had a relationship because that's not what it is. It's statutory rape. Right. Although uh, Allie does a, does apparently love the coach and wants Yeah, him to and that's usually how it happens. That is definitely how it usually happens. In yeah. my experience. Your experience, okay. Yeah, of watching television shows and reading I think just stories. real life, news story. Well, I mean, even the hard line when they used to do all those Yeah, no kidding. Sex stories, like it always know? seems like... Seems a little heavier on the female side uh, with a male teacher that this kind of mm-hmm. turns out this way. She lo- but, she's in love with him. Right. She's in and, love with him, wants him to leave his kids and wife and all that good stuff. Right. Like, bad stuff. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and and it's interesting. They, they, you know, Tony is saying, well, maybe it's this. And it's like, no, this is this is wrong. And so now him and, and Artie, uh, Artie, right? Right. Artie Buko. Artie Buko. Because his daughter's uh, on the team, too. 
Right. And I was on um, the Soprano Sessions. It, it talks about Artie a lot. How him and Tony are very similar, but they're, as far as the crime element, they're very different. It's almost like Artie... It's almost like Tony keeps Artie around as a reminder of what he could have been had he not joined the, not gotten into the business. Yeah, and Artie is sort of like he's he's not in it, but he's sort of you know he's a tagline. It's like uh, in my fraternity, there's a, a guy who wasn't in the fraternity, but he always hung out mm-hmm. uh, with the fraternity. And he, actually, we eventually initiated him into it um, mm-hmm. when he graduated, but just for whatever reason, he didn't join. I he's think kind. Of, he's a, a hanger it's on like that. that. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a hanger-on that Tony has taken a shine to. Right. Well, I mean, he they're grew up childhood with friends. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're childhood friends. I got a oh, Amber yeah. Alert. Watch out! Hey, oh, no. if you're listening to this tomorrow at some point and you see Don't Nyla Crockett, an eight-month-old black female from Mesquite, Texas, please contra- contact your local authorities. Nyla Crockett, eight-year, eight-month-old <sighs> black female, Mesquite, Texas. Hopefully, they find. Uh, Damn it! I lost her name. You know you can't. Nyla Crockett. Nyla, hopefully they find Nyla before uh, I edit this thing down. I hope so. God be with her. her anyway, back yeah. to the statutory. Good thing rape. we don't care about Amber Alerts. Um. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, uh, Artie's wife. She um, always a downer. Well, she's kind of talking sense to him, and, and yeah. also Melfi is talking sense into to Tony about why does he need to be the one that because Tony wants to kill this guy. Oh yeah, he wants He's, to put a hit on this guy. Yeah. and she's like, why do you feel the need to be the one to invoke justice? Why do you need to be that guy? You know, there there are channels to go through. You don't need to be the one. Right. And then um, I forgot who it was, but you know they mentioned that killing. I think it even already said killing him would make us feel good but it wouldn't make the daughters feel good it wouldn't make the girls feel good that would right. just be even worse more confusing than more confusing. Uh, it already is and he and he got pissed at Artie, but then he kind of realized that yeah he's probably right mm-hmm. you know and, and it takes melfi it takes melfi talking sense into him and a friend talking sense into him. like a friend outside of yeah. His normal sect of people that are right. not going to tell him no about these sorts of things. Right. It took that for him to kind of come come to the conclusion that there is a better way to go about this. Right. And eventually, he he does pick that that route. He does mm-hmm. pick the hey, call the hit off. He uh, we'll we'll call we'll go through the proper channels on this one. Call right. the, the police. Uh, you mentioned this was a very Breaking Bad episode. Yeah. So was it this one or was it? I think I might have been talking about. I, I, I was. I was talking about more of the eighth episode. And I wish we had gotten it. I, I forgot to write it down. But there are some cut scenes where they're uh, like. Cut getting, scenes. Cut scenes. Like uh, like where they're hiding things and getting things out of uh, you know oh, okay. getting oh, rid of I evidence see. like montages like, oh, yeah the montages were very Breaking Bad okay very Breaking Bad in that one uh, that's next an... episode though right okay it was uh episode eight what's that which one's up when the they're when the indictments are coming down oh okay yeah yeah that yeah that that's a little Breaking Bad yeah, yeah. I guess so yeah oh and you know what we didn't even talk about from from episode eight. So he gets all the cash and guns and stashes them at mom's house. Right. No doubt that comes into play in the future, right? I don't know. I don't remember. At some point it has to. Like that he hid guns and cash there? It's got to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember if it does or not. I'd like to think that it does. Maybe. It'll be a nice surprise. Yeah, right I, I, for everybody. I, I, only thing I remember is the, the final scene of season one where they're at the restaurant. That's like kind of all I really remember from the season. Yeah. Coming up. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, ends with him drunk as a skunk and uh, saying that he didn't do it. He didn't kill, didn't hurt nobody. He didn't hurt nobody. Yeah, and so maybe a little... A little glimmer of hope for Tony. At that He's growing scene. as a as a person and a man. Trey. Maybe, maybe because I think we do see him fall back a lot. 
It's, oh, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's only the it's first one season. step forward, three steps back for right. old Tony. He just can't know? stay ahead. Yeah. Just can't stay ahead. No. Well, that's another episode of the Deja Vu podcast. We're talking about the Sopranos next week. I think we finish off the season, right? Uh, What do we have next week? Ten? Uh, I believe ten. No, it's twelve. So we'll do ten, two episodes next week, right? Ten and eleven, and then twelve the finale? Or I thought we were doing them all together. So hold on. Sopranos season one. Yeah. little little scheduling on the air here. Um, let's see. So we're 10 is the next one, right? Yeah. 10 so we is got the next 10, one. 11, 12, 13. So four. Oh, okay. So we'll do 10 through 12 and then 13. So two more. Yeah. Or you want to do the finale by itself? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. We'll do the finale, do the finale and then a little wrap up. Uh, if anybody's listening to this bullshit, that send in might, some questions. That might make us go a little longer. Cause I think, I think we had plan. No, we had planned. Do. We planned for this. We planned correctly. My math was correct. Okay. We planned for this. Because I think we want to end it by uh, the time the movie comes out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, see what we That was a live tray. All right. Oh, man. I feel so happy right now. You have no idea. I didn't know I had a catchphrase. uh, That's your catchphrase. And it's awesome. And I just got a real one. And I am giddy about it. Oh. I felt that like in my heart. <laughs> that was great. It was All both right, dismissive well. and non-committal. <laughs> <laughs> great. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll see. Let's do it this way this time. And if you don't like it, we'll do it the other way next time. How about that? Sounds good. Well, uh, all right. Well, that's another episode of the Deja View podcast. I'm Trey Mitchell. That's Travis Mejia. You can find me at CrayTreyFids on Twitter. Where can we find you? At Travis at, at Travis, not at Travis Cooper, at Travis M1310 on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I don't do anything else. So just come to the Twitter. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.